Hey, it's Greg Stanley. As a new aspect of my automotive passion and hobby, I am a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. If you need assistance consigning a collector car at Amelia Island, Pebble Beach, Auburn, West Palm, or Hershey, email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Well, today I'm very excited to have a special guest, Leslie Peel. Leslie, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, thanks for being on. As most of you on the car world know, this is a really big weekend coming up, Labor Day weekend. Typically, it's a huge Auburn Court Duesenberg Festival, actually for the whole week. And I just wanted to kind of have someone on that's involved in the festival. So you're the executive director, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, so it's unfortunate it's not happening this year because of COVID, but I thought it would be fun to have you on as a guest to kind of give our listeners a history of the festival and kind of what to look out for in the future. Sure, absolutely. So this is actually my first year as executive director, so not quite the year the first year festival that I had thought I would be walking into, so disappointing, but I actually was previously involved with the organization as community outreach, so I have some background with the festival previously, which really helped me kind of transition into this role, just kind of knowing what to expect for the weekend. So this would have been our celebration of the 64th year of the Auburn Corps Duesenberg Festival. We were actually, it's kind of an interesting start to the festival. Um, In 1955, a gentleman put an ad in Motor Trend magazine to find like-minded kindred spirits who owned Auburn's, Cords, or Duesenberg's. And he got a huge response of people. And that was really, in 1955, that was their first, what you would call like a club event of these automotive People really interested in their cars. They met in um, Pennsylvania in 1955, and um, they decided at that point that they wanted to start doing this reunion each year, but that it would maybe make more sense to meet in Auburn, Indiana, um, which was, you know, back in the early 1900s, um, Auburn Automobile Company. And so they really felt like it would be a great place to have a reunion, and so their first reunion was in 1956, their first organized reunion, and that actually, they were shocked. It was 600 car owners came, and um, yes, so they were not expecting that at all, and at the time, Auburn had one hotel downtown. They didn't really have anything in the way of, we had the courthouse, but nothing really as far as uh, restaurants downtown. So uh, there's a fun story that we consider one of the first ladies of the Auburn Corduzenberg Festival, one of the organizers, his wife, uh, Doris Johnson. She would love to tell a funny story how um, she was basically cooking for the people who came to visit. They were sleeping on the courthouse lawn because there weren't any rooms for these people, um, that she was making um, her famous meatloaf sandwiches. So that was really her fun, one of her fun memories that she shared with us. And she actually just passed away uh, this year. She and her husband, Delmar, were uh, really some of the, the first people to really be interested in having a festival related to this reunion each year. So it started out as the reunion, and that reunion group became the Auburn Corps Duesenberg Club. So 
So they're really the reason why we have the festival as it stands today was this collection of people who had Auburn's Cords and Duesenbergs who would come to Auburn every year. And now that's um, many, that group is very, very large. And um, they come to town really in the week leading into Labor Day weekend and have an annual meeting, do car judging. Uh, we do a lot of activities together. So, yeah, that, that's kind of how it started 64 years ago. <laughs> Wow. Now, is there a place in Auburn that I can get a really great meatloaf sandwich? <laughs> I I am not sure. I would think may, maybe Doris's family has that recipe. Oh, so. okay. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Unfortunately, you may be out of luck, Greg. Oh, okay. All right. Well, now what typically happens, because I've been to the festival, but sure. it's been many years. During the, right. I know you mentioned there's a big car show. There's judging. I'm assuming there's a lot of vendors, maybe car corral. You have some auction houses that have their big events as well, correct? Yes, that's correct. So what's interesting is after this reunion, so kind of back to the history, after this reunion began, several of these members, Jack Randinelli, John Smith, and Delmar Johnson decided, hey, we would really love to have a museum dedicated to Auburn's Cords and Duesenbergs. And they decided that actually where my office is, is I'm in the Auburn Automobile Company. So um, they wanted to take this rundown, you know, factory and create some kind of museum, which is where the Auburn Cordusenberg Automobile Museum stands now. So in order to do that, they decided, hey, maybe we should have a car auction. So that's actually how the auctions got started in this, in this area. Um, Cruise Auction Park was, the Cruise family was really the first to start the auctions. And again, they were not expecting as many people as they had. They ended up raising like $750,000. So that really got the ball rolling to try to create, they in conjunction with the Auburn Cordusenberg Festival, really wanted to create this, help create this museum. So that's how it got started. And so over the years it's evolved. We have events that start, would have started this weekend. So we have a a kickoff um, cheers event, which is a fundraiser event with a dinner and music, a really fun event. And then one of our most popular activities that events that happens actually through the um, National Auto and Truck Museum, which is behind us um, on what we consider this museum campus here, they actually have a garage tour. So local owners, garage owners will open up their garages to show off their collections of cars, which brings hundreds of people to this area. So that happens on Sunday. And then typically, club members are starting to come in, would be coming in right now. Um, their big first big event is really on, would be on Thursday, which is the kickoff luncheon. And some of those club members would actually come in a little earlier and have what we call a Hoosier tour. So they'd bring their cars and they'd actually tour out to other locations to visit kind of, um, they went to Seckler's Pickles one one year, and um, they go to kind of local industries and stuff, so it kind of takes some tours and stuff for a couple of days, get to drive their cars around, and then they come back into town for our big kickoff luncheon, which kind of kicks off the whole festival. And then Friday, we would typically have cars starting to line up, cars of all different kinds, not just the ACD cars, but um, from all over, uh, usually descend on Auburn on the Friday of Labor Day weekend, and they start lining up about 6 a.m., and those roll into town, and we park those around the square, and I think last year we had around 800 cars. 
So that's the big wow. thing Friday along with an evening concert both on Friday and Saturday. Saturday, the, the big event would typically be our Parade of Classics. So, so those Auburn Cord-Duesenberg cars um, would meet at our Eckhart Park, and they would then line up and parade through downtown. So that's really one of the most popular things is once they parade, then they park downtown around the square. So that's really popular then to see um, our community just really rallies around the, those car owners, and um, it's just fun because all week long we see these cars all over, McDonald's, you know, <laughs> right. you go to the auto parts store and they're there, you know, places you wouldn't typically see these cars and they're just everywhere, and that's really one of the things I'll miss most this year is uh, people stopping in to talk to me in the office, these car owners that we see year after year. Uh, but also the club being together as a group and celebrating. And like I said, they have their big annual meeting during that week, too. So some of the things they do at the same time where we have other events that are happening as well. But we also do some combined events, too. So, yeah, wow. the parade's kind of the big, the end of it, along with another concert. So kind of caps off the the weekend for us. So that's a lot of stuff that typically happens this time of year that's not happening, unfortunately. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's really too bad. It really is. Every year the the um, festival theme is chosen by the ACD club. So at the end of next week, they'll pick, pick next year's theme, and that's really kind of what, you know, our whole festival is designed around. So the poster, the T-shirts, all of that revolve around um, what our local artist creates based on that on that theme. So this year's was the 120th anniversary for the Auburn Automobile Company and also women be, celebrating women behind the wheel. So we'll have all of that information at the end of next week. We'll know the theme for next year. Okay. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, you know, celebrating 120 years that it didn't I happen know. this year, right? <laughs> I know. I, well, we come out with a really huge magazine every year, like a an event guide, but it's way more than that with a lot of content, really high end. So my hope is to kind of have a section about the festival that never was, because a lot of this content I already have. I have the photography of the uh, of the festival car and all of that. So I'm hoping to include, still include that, so we pay homage to that anniversary. So we'll have 2020 content and 2021 content, two themes in, in one magazine. But wow. I just okay. hate to lose sight of that. So we definitely want to do what we can to to include that for next year. How can our listeners learn more about the festival and then just kind of make plans for their 2021 visit? Yes, we are so excited. So the first thing I would say is if you plan, if you'd love to come to Auburn, make an early reservation for a hotel because that typically people will come on, you know, they would have been coming in 2020 and making the reservations a year in advance. So our DeKalb County Visitors Bureau is a great way to get information about the ACD Festival, but also everything kind of in and around this area. Uh, we have a website, acdfestival.org, 
uh, where you can get a history of the festival. You can buy our merchandise because this year's merchandise will now be collector's items, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so you can get all kinds of all, – all of our events are listed there. Um, you can get more information about those and other things that are going around at Auburn throughout the year. Um, then we're also – we also have a social media presence, too, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, so you can get up-to-date information on all those platforms as well. So, yeah, that's just some of the ways you can keep up-to-date with what's going on here. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Now, I would like to dig into a little bit about your passion for cars and how you ended up being the executive director at the ACD Festival. So if you would, kind of tell us a little bit about your love for cars and how that led you to where you are today. Sure. Well, my husband and I actually, uh, about 16 years ago, we lived a little further south in Fort Wayne, and his job transferred him up to the Goshen area. So we were kind of looking to decide, hey, where do we want to raise our family? We kind of wanted to get out of the bigger city. And so we started looking around, and we really fell in love with Auburn. I had been coming to the Auburn Auction Park for many years with my father for um, the Labor Day weekend festivities, but we really never got downtown. I didn't realize how much was happening downtown. So once we really started looking into Auburn, um, we realized the rich history uh, with the Auburn Automobile Company. We just fell in love with the community, just all of those things. So, And my husband's a huge fan of the museum, so we would often come to the museum. So when we settled here, we really got involved in we both wanted to start, you know, becoming more active in the community. So a few years ago, um, I actually, a friend of mine, Sarah Payne, who was a former executive director, um, we were talking. I said, hey, I, you know, I'd really like to get involved with the festival. And she said, hey, actually, I'd love to have someone help me in the office. So that's kind of how I got started was just a few years ago with the festival. And it's something about being here in the building where, you know, 120 years ago this company started. And, again, I see these cars come into town. I realize they were made here. Like, it's just such a cool bit of history. And um, I have a lot of pride in that. Even though I didn't grow up here, just um, I have a lot of pride in all that's happened in Auburn and the fact that we're just trying to promote and celebrate that automotive heritage here so, yeah, I'm a transplant, but I feel like I've been here a lot more than 16 years. Right. That's great. Now, if you could have one Auburn Court or Duesenberg in your garage, what would it be? Okay. You know, honestly, it would probably be an Auburn Boat Tail Speedster. <laughs> so really? Okay. Fast, yep, <laughs> fast and beautiful. I love something about the that, like, butter yellow color, too, the sleek design, and it's fast, so that's what I would have. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's great. Those are really cool and gorgeous. And uh, you rarely are. see one of those. But I'm best, I guess Auburn's the place to see one if you want to see one, right? It is in the <laughs> museum. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, one thing I like to do at the end of this interview is play a little game. I think I gave you a heads up on this. Uh, called you Keep, did. Cash, and Crush. <laughs> so I give you three cars, and you have to tell me which one you want to keep forever. Which okay. you might have just, just answered it. I don't know. We'll see. I, which one? I think I did. <laughs> which one you want to keep forever? Which one you want to cash in? And okay. then which one you don't mind crushing? So I did pick three cars for you. For you, okay. I did pick. What do you, What do you have? I did pick one Auburn, one Cord, and one Duesenberg. So I picked for you a 1937 Cord 812 Supercharged Phaeton. Oh, 
Okay. Really nice car. The next one I picked <laughs> is a 1936 Auburn Boat Tail, but not a Speedster. A little bit of a cur- curveball there. Oh, I like the Boat Tail. Okay. And then the third one is a Duesenberg based on a Model J. I don't oh, know if you're Model familiar with J. this car. Well, I it's not. I am Gordon Burig. Yes, sir. Are you familiar with the Tom Mix Duesenberg by any chance? Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> so for our listeners, this is one that was rebodied, I believe, in the 40s to look yeah. kind of like a two-door sports car, which sounds cool, but it has massive cattle horns yes. on the front. And yes. it has, it's a little <laughs> bit, that. yeah, it's not quite the classic, you know, Duesenberg most people think of. It's a little different. Right. So those are the three cars, the uh, Duesenberg with the <gasps> okay. horns on the front, the 36 Auburn Boat Tail, and the 30. Sorry, 36 Auburn Boat Tail and the 37 Cord Supercharged Phaeton. So which one oh, would man. you keep forever? Which one would you cash in? And which one would you crush? Okay, well, I the idea of crushing any of these, like, crushes my heart. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Um, you know, I'm going to keep the Boat Tail because I'm a little partial to the Boat Tail. So I'll keep the Auburn Boat Tail. I would probably cash the Duesenberg. Okay. And, which means I'm crushing the cord. Oh, oh no. The oh, oh well. no. <laughs> Let's just say it's probably not in the best shape anyway, so you don't feel yeah. bad about it. <laughs> Much love for all of the, all three of those though. <laughs> right, right. Yes, for sure. So well that's awesome. I know you said it before, but just for our listeners, what's the best way to learn more about the A C D festival? Sure. So please visit us at acdfestival.org. Or follow us on social media, Auburn Corduzenberg Festival on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're always updating that so that for the most up-to-date information. That would be where you'd go. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Leslie. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Greg. It was great talking with you. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.